My mom told me not to talk to strangers on the internet, but I'm glad I didn't listen. We are the Certified Nunas, your sisters in the love of Asian entertainment. Hi, I'm Amanda. I'm Jesse. I'm Natalia. I'm Skye. And today, it's time for that segment where we inform y'all about some things that have been going on in the Asian entertainment world. That's right. It's the Newsnas October edition. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Uh, before we get started, I am still at my mother's, um, but we did discover that you could actually just call in with a landline to a Zoom call. I don't know if you all knew this, but now we do. So Natalia's on if location. I sound a little weird, <laughs> um, I am calling on my mom's old landline because she still has one because, and this is important to note, because if this wasn't the case, we wouldn't have any of these problems. My mom lives in a cellular dead zone. As soon as you hit the end of your driveway, cell signal cuts off. <laughs> so I've had no cell phone, barely functioning internet. So the question it's been is, a couple of weeks. <laughs> is, it a, is it a rotary dial telephone? It is not. It is <laughs> a regular, like cordless phone. It's the only type. She, if, listen, I wish it was a rotary dial phone because that would just make this even. If, if we better. have some younger listeners, they might not know what that is. Sorry, but <laughs> Google it. If you're young enough to not know what that is, I just, I, I, I just. Thank you for listening to <laughs> I, I didn't think that this was your, you know, jam. I mean, <laughs> our demographic, but yeah. thank you. Uh, so yes, the is, listeners uh, the who episode. could be our like kids demographic. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so this is the episode where we just talk about new stuff that we found that we find interesting. I need to note this is not an exhaustive list of all the news things going on by any stretch of the imagination, but just stuff that we thought was interesting. And Jesse, I'm going to need you to take out Siri once more to determine the order (laughs) (laughs) that we will read news in. Sounded like you meant, like, take her out. Take Siri out. I need you to romance her. He's an Alexis No, 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 no. I was thinking, like, a hit, like, I mean, we are in spooky month, so get rid of Scott, you and I, like, did a little bit of a reversal of what we would normally think of in that situation. Normally, I would be the one going assassination. (laughs) (laughs) Going romance. What is going on? Okay, Okay. so Jesse, Natalia, Amanda, Skye. Got it. So it's sort of like we're cutting the orders in half and reshuffling. (laughs) We're just making a mess. (laughs) Yeah, probably, you know. All right, Jesse, take it away. What is the first piece of news? Oh, gosh. Uh, (laughs) Throw your dart at the board. What are you going to talk about? (laughs) I know there's just so much stuff. Um, Let's let's take it off uh, in a good news. And I'm going to combine them. Uh, two of podcast favorite, my favorite uh, female artists have broken free from their former um, companies and are Yay. now free. And that's Soyu and Dara. So Soyu is Yay. no longer part of Starship Entertainment. She was part of Sistar. And Dara was uh, at YG because she was, you know, part of 21. Yeah. Mm. Well, she actually wasn't in the basement. She was doing her all of her stuff that's like Dara's been like I guess like more of a basement in musical sense not in anything else mm. but 
Both of them are now out of their contracts and pursuing other things. Dara actually joined Abyss, uh, the agency that uh, like Sunmi and Bam Bam are on. So that's really exciting. So maybe something with like collabs will happen at some point between them because that would be fun but i'm happy when people are free of their oppressors <laughs> it's, it's just so nice to see isn't it just choosing a better life for themselves it's a delight and we've so. still got three months left for 21 and 21 fingers no. crossed and they're all free now all exactly yeah so See, this is like really time. good. Now yeah, good we might, time, we might actually really get the stuff that we were promised because they don't have that legal side on there. Mm-hmm. So uh, for me, I'm also going with some good news. And that is that we are all aunts once more, everyone, because a baby boom is going down in Celebrity Korea. Uh, Bobby from Icon's fiance uh, just had a boy. And so that's going to be just the cutest thing ever, I'm sure. Uh, and then Taeyang's wife from Big Bang uh, announced that she's also pregnant. So, woo! But I feel like uh, that one's not going to be as much of a surprise because they've been married for a couple years. So I don't think it's really <laughs> taken anyone by as much of a shock as Bobby's. Um, and then also the actor Park Hae Soo, the guy from Prison Playbook. He, he and his wife just had a son as well. So yeah, it was baby, a baby boom, boom. commence. Mm-hmm. Baby boom, commence. And uh, just, you know, you know, send it out into the universe that maybe a few of them will appear on Return of Superman because cute babies. Yes. Cute babies. Yes, cross yes, them yes, fingers. Definitely. Need them cute babies in our lives. What you think about it? Pandemic baby boom? Maybe? Mm. Yeah. Nothing else to do. Listen. <laughs> Listen, when Dispatch can't find out what you're doing all the time because they're not legally allowed to, uh, a little bit of time to, you know, romance your significant other. So good for them. Good for them. I guess we'll just uh, talk enlistments, get that downer note over with. Um, well, I mean, upside, uh, Minhwan from FT Island came back. FT Island had a like a release this month, I think. So good for those fans. Um, Take Wound from this also returned this month. Got Wow from Ace enlisted this past Aww. month. Also Dong Hun from Ace. It's really breaking our heart this month. I, I know it's a it's a rough Ace month. And Young K announced that he will be enlisting uh, October twelfth. Oh, and Jin Ho. Ho from Pentagon is enlisting in November. So he, he's returning. He's returning. Oh, returning. Sorry. I'm. That's okay. I was like, just, oh, yeah, sorry. yeah. No, no, sorry. He's returning. Of course. I mean, he's, he's not, not double going back for a second, like, round. That's not. No, we do not have weird breaking news. That's, that's they, not. They just dropped that info, like, a couple days back of hey he's gonna come back nice it's been it's it's always sad when they go it's always shorter than you think it's gonna be like it doesn't yeah feel as bad like come back and you're like wait didn't they just leave like a minute ago and 
because there's always more content and more stuff. So you don't, the beauty of being a multi. Yeah. So if this is your first enlistment, don't worry. It really goes quicker than you think it does. One note with a young case enlistment, because it's a little bit different than like, I think any idol I that I know of at this point, he actually uh, is enlisted in the uh, KAT USA, which is the Green Augmentation Troops to the United States Army. So he's actually going to be service along with the United States Army. And the like qualifications to get into that branch is a, like a lot different than any of the other branches. Like you do have oh, to do more cool. stuff and you also have to take like a the English fluency test because you mm. will like mostly be with English speakers. So it's like a, a huge thing, like just in like as a his military job, like it's a really like good thing to be enlisted in because it's yeah. like such a higher and like kind of my like does that yeah. mean we're seeing the return of brian he's gonna <laughs> brian returns once more <laughs> my name's young cat you're brian <laughs> <laughs> poor guy <laughs> so k and k uh they haven't come back in a while so like if you're way new to k-pop you might not be quite familiar with them but k and k is still going to be a group and all that. I'm prefacing, I don't, because I don't want to do a disbandment scare. Like, mm-hmm. this is, mm-hmm. K&K will still continue their activities, but Seoham, I probably won't be able to say his name correctly. In fact, when I first, when he was first in the group, he had a different name. Like, he changed names midway through and all these things. But he is leaving the group and the agency. Mm. Which, slight context, they've had a couple of different agencies. They don't get that many comebacks. I mean, it, it feels like maybe once a year, if that. So no. it, it's, it's been a tough go as far as what I can see from the outside yeah. a little bit. But um, they debuted around the same time Astro did. So I, I've kind of been following them pretty closely since then. Yeah, I wish him all the best. He also acts. He's been in a lot of like web dramas and things. So uh, hopefully he'll be able to just continue with what he wants to do. Mm. I'm sure he'll yeah. uh, be very successful in his future ventures. He's also my bias, but oh no, okay. no. <laughs> I will remember. <laughs> Let's talk about some casting news. I think we did mm-hmm. like briefly mention this last um, month, but Island, which originally was going to star um, Soyejin. Uh, was trying to figure out their new female lead. And they finally finalized and announced uh, their casting, Idahi, as the female lead. Oh, um, and you know Jessie's excited about that. I am very excited <laughs> about that. She's like, oh, my faves. This is also the drama that Umu was uh, like already cast in, but he was cast into it kind of previously. And then also uh, Sung Joon is, was cast in it as well. Which I didn't even know he was like part of the potential lineup. And I enjoy Sung Joon. And I feel like this actually might be his first big role since he came back from the military. It feels like it anyway. Yeah. So I'm excited to see him too. Because I I like him. I was like kind of sad when he left him for military. And you know, didn't have a new drama from him. Um, So I'm really excited about that. And 
they are starting rec their uh, recording soon. And I think they're pushing for the beginning of next year. For wow, that's that's I actually know. pretty quick. Because like, I would mm. think there would be a lot of post-production for that show. I would think so. But like, I mean, it depends on how much they have to actually film. Too. Yeah. Originally, I don't know if it's still a thing. Originally, when this was announced, it was going to be a two-season deal um oh. through OCN and the episodes were it was going to be a shorter series run I see um so I don't know if that's still a thing because of everything that's happening because it was supposed to be this year like it was supposed to be completed and done mm -hmm. this year so yeah I don't know anything of like behind the scenes on that so I don't know yeah yeah if you're new to the show <laughs> uh, and you're not sure who Lida he is. One, she's amazing. But two, uh, she's Jesse's crush. Jesse loves her. I do. Uh, we all do, actually. She's incredible. But uh, Jesse, especially, big fan. Big, big fan. fan. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take it over to the beautiful, the beautiful Thailand because, you know, that's sort of my, uh, you know, wheelhouse. Um, <laughs> there, ooh, there's a little bit of a little bit of some hot goss going down just just a touch not too much just a little bit of hot gas so uh you're familiar with the show two moons too you'll know that there was a lot of uh controversy concerning the director being very angry at the uh production house and all of the actors leaving the production house afterwards even though they were supposed to do another season um and then then the director made uh, what I would call pretty much the biggest middle finger to the production house, made another show that was, air quotes, loosely based on his experience because it's incredibly loosely based because this dude was... Anyway, the plot of the show uh, is that uh, an actor and a director fall in love, but the actors being sexually exploited by a pr producer at the production house. But because one of the actors on Two Moons 2 was, like, excluded from all of, what's the word I'm looking for here, uh, like, advertising. Promotions and, and stuff. Pros, pro, yeah, promotions and stuff. And, you know, and the director was very outspoken, like, oh, it's because this producer, like, made advances towards him, and he turned him down, and blah, blah. Anyway, this director has been known for just saying whatever the drama queen. he wants. He's very dramatic, very like salty as hell, just all over the place, but has recently decided I am done with the salty lifestyle and has left Twitter, which is where he was, you know, spreading, spreading the salt on the earth as it were. So he says that he doesn't want to deal with that negative social media anymore and has left, um... On one hand, I'm like, good good for you taking care of your mental health. But on the other hand, I'm like, but you're the one causing he, most of your own problems. I, I guess so. Uh, with your bad country internet you didn't see, that lasted for a week. He's back yeah, already. Yeah, that's what I figured. I, I think I even, um, when I was writing it down, I was like, <laughs> you know, I'm going to say this, but I have a feeling that he will not be able to keep his opinions to himself for very it, long and while i do applaud him for sticking up for actors on the other hand he often goes a little too far well because one of the things was that he said like 
he was leaving for his mental health as well, because it wasn't good for his mental health to be embroiled in so much controversy. And then he came back and like a fan like commented, wow, your mental health healed real fast. And he was like, <laughs> and he responded to them. Yeah, I know. Right. And you're like, like not getting the joke whatsoever it, um it kind of looks like he yeah. has announced a new project so it, what it kind of looks like is that he used the mental health as an excuse to remove himself from a different project like he used yeah. that as an excuse to remove himself from a different project because there was a project he wanted to do more so he came back a week later to announce this new project that he was working on and it was like you it's said you were removing cute. yourself from all these activities for your mental health and you came back a week later. Okay. Whatever, dude. I, I find it, you know, it, it's, it's always very interesting. And I find this, especially with uh, people in the Thai industry, um, very open at, uh, just going out and saying stuff that would probably be very bad for their future careers, but don't, to notice anyway um so maybe he'll take another mental health break and we'll all get a little uh, break from him but we shall see anyway so that con so the two moons two controversy continues it never seems to end um that that you know even like even one of the actors tried to escape by going to china and becoming part of one of those chinese uh boy groups but now that's been banned from television and they literally used his clips on like the the like pretty much being the the, the archetype of you know unmanly men that they don't want on Chinese television so I think he's back in Thailand as well anyway um that's some uh, hot gas from the Thai news uh Amanda what do you get well if you follow our Twitter and listen to our Bay Duna episode then I'll just say, you know, right now, you're welcome. We discussed that, you know, we were hoping for a, a, you know, tried to put our podcast powers to good use and get a release date, a significant, you know, release date for The Silent Sea with Gong Yu and Beiduna. And the next day, Netflix announced it's dropping in December. So you're welcome and enjoy. Never say, never say we didn't do anything for you. you know? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> it's our gift and to you. you. Know, the worst, we joked about it on the audit too. We're like, yeah, I bet they're going to announce it this week. And they did. So if you have any other special requests, you know, email those in to us. We'll, we'll do what we can. <laughs> put, put, put them on the discord, you know, we'll, we'll see what we can do. Try B. I would, I would still call them, I think Rookie is under two years, so they're yeah. a rookie girl group. Yeah. Um, they are going to be singing the theme song to the Cartoon Network show We Baby Bears, which is like the sequel to We Bear Bears. So I think that's I think, amazing. I think that's yeah. awesome. It is really cool. Like they haven't done much too. So like yeah. it's fun to see them be able to like land something like that. Also, a girl group. I feel like girl groups don't get OSTs mm. quite as often mm -hmm. in general. So, and, and an American show with that. So, like, it, it's all cool. Like, great. So, I haven't found a lot about it yet because I don't think a lot of people have been talking about it. Um, but Walt Disney Japan and TBS have 
agreed to distribute um, domestic content worldwide, which means that <gasps> potentially oh! there's going to be some more J dramas and potentially Ooh! on Disney Plus. So. Wow. Would, um, would, would, would any of us ever thought that was going to be a thing? That was not on my drama bingo card at all. <laughs> no, that was it not really on the, wasn't, the 2021 bingo. But sure. like, I can see it. Maybe, maybe they're losing some money. And so now they're like, maybe I should be doing that, that thing. They're like, wait a second. Um, People like this content. There's a drama that uh, started airing, I think it was in August. Uh, it's called Co- Tokyo MER, Running Emergency Lifesaving Room. Uh, and that will be the first drama that's kind of distributed to this and distributed overseas. And so I don't know how long it's going to take. I don't know if the overseas like schedule will trickle down and like, you know, English speaking will be the last or what. I don't know. It's like right. fairly new. Uh, mm. But I am excited for the potential future of it. Um, I don't have Disney Plus, though, and don't want to pay for it. But, <laughs> like... Jesse, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just putting that down. You're allowed to have also... so many accounts on Disney okay. Plus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> also, if you support this podcast, dear listener... We all can get more access to more things to talk more we about might it make for our you. Dreams come true. Right. <laughs> That's very true. But yeah, like I'm super excited. You know, like especially like finding different stuff. I know, like Vicky's been um, kind of putting up a lot of the uh, J dramas up recently, but the, they're pretty much all like rom-com type Square, things. They're squarely yeah. in the rom-com. Yeah, which is fine. And I love that for you. However, if you're not a rom-com person, like uh, I'm like over here, like, um, hi, <laughs> can I get something? Just something. So, Give me one. <laughs> TBS, I think is gonna <laughs> any, help me out. You know, like any listeners who are unfamiliar with Disney Plus content, it's not just like it's not just kids shows on there. It's not like the yeah. family channel kind of a setup. There's a whole lot of other stuff on there. So it's not like, like watch, the Japanese, the only Japanese on content there, so. they would bring would be like, mm-hmm. you know, silly cutesy stuff. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit different yeah. though. Like just beware, like stuff like that Canada has, like we would have it on Netflix or something like, so mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure disney plus america does not have criminal minds because criminal minds is on Mm. netflix here um Mm. but i do know that there are a couple of like asian films on it so they could be adding more i'm sure they're probably thinking about like adding something in the mix especially now yeah (laughs) but there's just so much content right now Uh, (laughs) it's kind of amazing how much it boomed within like just like the past year and a half I wonder if the if Disney sort of trying to move into that market has any relation to Netflix, like how much extra worldwide content they've been doing. And so Disney's like, oh, we got to step up our game. I here, 100% you know? think that's the reason yeah. because I'm pretty sure every uh, place started to get more k-dramas when netflix announced that they did the multi-million dollar contract to mm-hmm. do more korean content and so they mm-hmm. just stepped up on their things and then also like some of the companies already had a lot of like especially like the movies because a lot of those movies they are usually already 
primed for international distribution yeah. just because mm-hmm. of the way that that system works and you know like they have to be because they have to be showed at film festivals to gain traction and that sort of thing so already these companies especially when they have like so many smaller companies like that they technically own they already had this kind of catalog and it was like kind of nothing for them to throw it onto these streaming platforms and I just think that it's just like kind of they're they're judging that and they're just seeing what like Netflix is doing and kind of like combining those and see the like interest of Asian content in general and english-speaking areas i I wanted to piggyback really quick on the netflix south korea front um i saw this little factoid shared by a journalist on twitter netflix on south korean side it has brought 5.6 trillion won which is equivalent to 4.73 billion dollars to south korea's economy and created more than 16,000 jobs over the last five years wow yeah yeah, it's because the part of their package was to create uh, film studios and editing rooms. And they've also started to do that in, I guess I could throw it on, like, there's another news post um, about how uh, Netflix is also um, striking a deal with India's Excel Entertainment. A multi- oh, shoot. Ser- a multi-year series partnership. Um, and I know that they've also started to... Um, I don't know. I, re- I don't really remember if it was India or not. They had like editor companies that like they had for Netflix specifically um, for all this like content that they keep on producing in a- just all of Asia in general. And so mm-hmm. it really has created a lot of jobs that were originally not there because Netflix just decided to kind of, you know, focus in on on something that was like really popular on their site or gaining property in it. And it's just like continuing to be more popular. Which is awesome. Yeah. Like... Now, one of the flip sides of that that I've seen some discussion of recently is that like Netflix and I don't know all the details of it, but that they're sort of trying to work out contracts. There's a petition or something uh, regarding one of the unions uh, for workers who work on sets of dramas and and ISDs it, currently on strike. Right. Okay. So somebody made an interesting point I saw in the timeline, and they were like, "Like this is real bad." So how is that going to translate? And when we already know how bad things are in in Korea for as far as some of those things go. So people are like, is the Netflix money and the like pressure from Netflix going to make some of that even worse? Or will they have some deals set up here, you know, in North America and maybe that will help spread too. Like, I don't know. In general, there's nowhere that the film industry and the TV industry is not terrible. just like yeah kind of put that out there it's not like situation just exclusive to like non uh western areas or just in netflix in general and i know a lot of the iotsis demands currently are focused in on like things like work hours but they're also kind of focused on um the ongoing like problems that we're also seeing with like actors in the streaming services Mm -hmm. versus box Mm -hmm. office things where their contracts are kind of being played mm-hmm. around with because they're supposed to get a certain percentage of being on the box office yeah. and things are getting put into the streaming service 
is and that kind of like trickles down to like uh the staff it's hard it's definitely always going to be like a big thing because no matter what entertainment industry is always shafted and it has the the also added beauty of no one ever thinking of their jobs as real jobs so it's Mm, like it has to be a complete cultural shift not just a a capitalistic shift you know but especially in times right now uh, where shows were being canceled and people were like constantly being laid off left and right like I do see the positive thing with like especially the Netflix having created all those jobs and like also creating jobs in other areas and like you're gonna start to see it more in India like even like right now I've seen a lot like Netflix has a lot of Indian content and as someone who doesn't follow (laughs) Indian content and me being constantly like given it I think like there it seems like there's a push to get that big too and then it just creates jobs too but there is yeah there's always issues outside of that but I I really do feel like good is gonna come of it uh speaking of more jobs uh kidding that's a very bad segue um a show has been announced a second season of a show that I did not think was going to get a second season and that would be to my star um which was a short uh korean lgbtq uh show that is on viki it's incredibly good um i would just watch thir- okay so there's like the show version and the movie version just watch the movie version it's literally the same thing as the show version but you don't have to keep pressing next episode literally no difference yeah there, it was a web drama anyway it was very popular and uh, one of the places it was popular was inside of my heart. Um, and it is getting a second season. We have absolutely no idea what this second season may look like because now here's my, here's where I'm a little conflicted. It's a show that one didn't really need a second season because it's it sort of just, it was like a movie that wrapped itself up nicely, but listen, I'm happy for these actors to get more work. So you gotta, you know, especially in these eras, you gotta, you gotta accept it wherever it comes from. Um, one of my group chats that is very passionate about, uh, you know, the LGBTQ entertainment industry um, has many theories about what could, uh, what could be going down for season two, but we shall see. Um, well, because one of the leads hasn't signed back on yet. It says yes, he's favorably it, considering it or something, but he's not actually signed up yet. So like a lot of people are like, okay, but we don't really want, like, it's a rom-com. You don't really want a second season without like the lead. Like you don't really want to watch gonna, one like, character serially on, like, fall in character. love. If it focuses on the side character and they're just sort of like wandering around, I, I, I'm cool with that. But um, we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, I'm very excited for that because these sorts of like web dramas, um, especially really good web dramas, they're they're not really set up for second seasons or, you know, that sort of thing. I I think it could have made a very nice full length drama personally. But, Mm -hmm. you know, that's just my own personal opinion on the matter. Uh, So I'm really excited for that. I'm also really excited that, you know, Korea seems to be embracing more diverse uh stories 
and diverse sort of, you know, people to highlight. Mm-hmm. So, so that's always a good thing. Anyway, yes. Amanda, what's uh, what's tickling your interest now? Well, you know what? Let's continue on with second season news. Uh, Tale of the Nine Tales is getting two more seasons. Yeah. So they're going to get a season two set in the Japanese colonial era, era and a season three set in the Joseon dynasty. So um, uh, the two male leads who played the brother foxes, um, whose names just completely went poof out of my brain. Suddenly I'm looking at them in my mind. I can see their faces. Their it's names are gone. Kim Bum and Lee Dong Wook. Kim yeah, Bum. Yeah. There we go. Thank you. And they, Kim Bum. Yeah. So they both signed on, but um, Boa's not the, the female lead. She has not uh, signed back on, which is probably okay. Cause I mean, the show was about a, her being a reincarnated person from the past. So she doesn't have to be played by the same actress. She doesn't or even, even have to be a character the in the old ones, a... right? So yeah. it, there's a lot of theories um, that it's going to be more about just the brothers and their animosity over the years or whatever. That's a I lot mean, of episodes of that. She, yeah. She like definitely is like a major part in pretty much their entire history so hmm. that's kind of i mean yeah, they can't so, do anything if the actress doesn't want to be in it yeah <laughs> but <laughs> yeah i'm good I, I mean if you don't that's why you gotta if you if you want to start doing this multi-season stuff korea you've got to start locking in those like multi-season contracts you can't just hope for the best because people move on they have mm-hmm. other things to do with their lives so no. I, I still haven't gotten to the end of the drama. Did you did you finish it, Jesse? Yeah. So you, were you shocked by the news of more seasons? I'm not shocked because like everything's getting new seasons, even when it's not set up to be new seasons. Like I'm not inherently like opposed to like multiple seasons. I do feel like most series don't deserve them or yeah. need them. And it's completely unnecessary to me for this show to get uh, like multi-seasons. I do remember them talking about doing some sort of like focus on Kim Bum's character, like as mm. a, a side like thing. Uh, oh yeah, I remember During that the low airing of the show. Yeah. But, and w- it doesn't seem like they're going in that direction with this, but. It felt um, like there was going to be a spinoff. Yeah. Like that's so what it's it just felt like. like was not like, I guess you can pull out what you need to but like I personally feel that it doesn't need to I like if I was to like welcome a second season it would be not the same show like it would be using Mm -hmm. the same concepts of the show that I really thought was like really cool and interesting where the show kind of focuses on like teaching you all these like mythic creatures like they'll stop Mm -hmm. like they'll actually like each episode is kind of done in a different like urban legend or urban creature Mm -hmm. like every episode and the like even like on the screen they like made a point of writing the character and writing the name of the the thing and it would be interesting to kind of see that through the lens of like other characters and that would be an interesting take on it yeah I personally don't think there needs to be this kind of exaggeration with the characters like Two more seasons of brother relationships. Yeah, it's it's kind of surprising <laughs> to me. Like, 
it's just not a show that like like you didn't set it up to me and like most shows don't set it up to me i don't like yeah. getting second seasons like, like there, I, the procedurals maybe, are fine like but if you, yeah if you really liked the chemistry of those two actors together then cast them again in something where they play brothers again or where they're best friends or you know like you can yeah you can cast those same actors in other shows together there's no rules against that right I mean I do feel that a lot of it is because the chemistry but I feel like a lot of people like they enjoy the chemistry between the brothers but I think they just like Kim Bum's character as his own self too yeah so like that's where it's like a little bit interesting I don't I pro I say I won't watch it, but maybe I would. But like, I, I'm not like <laughs> adding it to my like. Oh my gosh, I need to see this one. Well, you, you probably also weren't like jumping up and down, clapping with like Josie and Era, yay, an entire season of the Josie. Yeah, and Era. that's cool. what I really wanted. <laughs> I mean, like, what are you gonna like? You promised that, and like, it seems like maybe you're gonna like not even focus on the the coolest part about it was the the mythology behind it and showcasing that which what it kind of sounds like is kind of just like they're how they get to be where they are. Man, that's kind of fun. I have no problem with it. I don't think it needs to exist, but if it does, that's fine. I think it's you also know, fun. I do feel like there is a a discussion that needs to be had not right now um on these shows that are about gumihos that are male gumi hose mm. and the erasure of the females being gumi hose which is like we're gonna go like into a territory like that's way too long so we won't like focus on it but like i feel so, like so am i hearing need... we need do we need a gumi ho episode is that what i'm Maybe hearing we right now do. Mm. We put might. that down write that down <laughs> um but i just like it's just kind of it kind of like enforces that like Made the want of like male gumihos and you're like but this is such a like myth in korean like folklore that like was female and like females don't get very many things and so i don't know i'm like side tangenting into like (laughs) my thoughts of this but it's just yeah i don't know Hmm. i hear you Dudes, dudes getting the props for things and getting those parts. Yeah, come on. Make it a female. Like, the, the second season could be a female. Mm. Yeah. Listen, we're, we're, listen, I just want to say we're not saying that Kim Bum and Lee Tung-wook don't deserve roles. We, we're not saying that. We're not saying oh, that. Well, no, I'm not saying that. And they're, it's not like they're starving for roles. They've gotten yeah. roles. No, like, they're very popular, yeah. They're great. Really like them as actors. And I actively seek out their content i just feel like stop sidelining the females like no it's society true. wants to you yeah. know it, like it just see now i'm thinking about all the cool like cooler things that they could have done because like the <laughs> thing with like he also goes and like he finds rogue gumi hose too so he could they could be doing like a, a story on like one of the gumi hosts that they like introduced like even like the first one that you see like essentially like yeah. that would have been fun like the the path that that per, you know that gumi ho gets to where they are yeah <laughs> dreaming big <laughs> 
Maybe I just need to write a story. No, I'm not going to, as a white person, I'm not going to write a Gumiho story. Like, that's just not. You're like, I am choosing to make the correct choice as a white lady and not do that. (laughs) So uh, on the front of Critters and Dramas, in Flying's Chahan, he is cast in a web drama. I'm hoping that the title of this will probably be different. This feels like a very literal translation title. So coming signal, wolf meow, wolf meow. Just doesn't really roll off the tongue very well. <laughs> it's so great for him, though. It's so good. <laughs> so it's it'll be a rom-com, you know, as many web dramas be. Not all of them, but as many mm-hmm, are. Mm-hmm. He'll be playing a cat-like man. For those of you who don't know Inflying Chahan, you need to go listen to our Inflying episode. But <laughs> yes. uh, he he self-identifies as a cat. Like he is a cat-like man. Like that is what he is. So the fact that he is casted to play a cat-like man is just perfect. Um, so the plot is cat-like man opposite a puppy-like woman. And that's played by April's Chaekyung. The story is actually told from the perspective of their pets. The cat-like man has a dog and the puppy-like woman has a cat. And the story is evidently the animals watching their owners fall in love. So it just sounds Aww. really fun. <laughs> that sounds cute. really cute. And pretty much how how we found out about him being cast, like the casting was announced a little bit, but they were trying to announce that they were still looking for cats and dogs to like film with. So like that was the main thing they were searching for still. So of course fans were trying to lobby to get Chahan's cat Romong <laughs> in there. But <laughs> and then there's That's even a dog, there's adorable. even a dog in the inflying family. So we're like, no, just cast them and it's all good. But <laughs> that's not the way stuff works. Because I guess no. animals have to act and stuff anyway. So. <laughs> yes. They have to go through training. <laughs> I'm sure John's like cat is really great. However, I don't think it will stay on set if you make it. <laughs> right. Just like walk away. <laughs> so you know, a lot of web dramas anymore, my interest will get peaked, but then you'll know, like, it might not even be on a platform that you can see, because that's kind of a big thing, too. Like, it'll be on some app or something. So I have no idea where this will actually be on, but it's definitely one that I really want to see. So I'm going to try to track it pretty tightly, because quite often, when whenever my K-pop kids get cast in a web drama, I'm like, oh, that's great. I probably will never be able to see that. That's fine. And hopefully the name changes because, yeah, not, not really a fan of that, but that, that's cool. Probably like really clever in Korean, right? Like it probably like oh, rhymes yeah, or yeah. something, you know? Right, right. <laughs> but in English, it's like, oh, yeah, that's lost in translation. <laughs> and it's one of those things you're like, you can't translate it well in English. So you're just going to have to like name it something completely different. <laughs> yeah, just, just name it dog, cat, couple and be done. Like just, it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> so a couple of months ago, it was announced that uh, Japanese film director, Takahashi Miike would be pairing with Studio Dragon to come out with a Korean drama. And this would be the first Korean drama that uh, Takahashi Miike has worked on. And it's a huge thing because he's a pretty big uh, director. Uh, he is 
very well known for some of his horror films such as audition um so it it's like a a huge thing to have this like collaboration happening and mm. recently uh it has come out that jung hae-in is potentially in talks to star in the role um which I know would interest a bunch of people, especially on my timeline. As soon as his <laughs> name comes in, they're all about it. Um, it will be like a horror drama. There's not a lot out right now. There is a, like a synopsis of what it is, but I, it's so far out that I don't even believe mm. the synopsis like too much. I, but there's no way that director is not going to be some sort of like gory or horror-esque mm. type of drama. Um, but I'm like super excited for it and like Studio Dragon and like maybe like it'll end up on Netflix because they like him. So I was like, hmm, creepy and Jung Hae-in. That sounds like Netflix. Oh, Studio Dragon? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So that's kind of the trifecta. I, fe- I feel like it could work out. But that's pretty much it. Like on like news. It's, it's very early stages. There's no set date. Or anything. I don't even think it's like even guaranteed for next year. It sounds cool, mm-hmm. and you know, maybe mm-hmm. Jung Hae In would be good. I I haven't like followed his career very much, but you know, I enjoy. It's kind him. of nice though if if he does like with DP as well. Like he kind of he did those two sort of Nuna romances back to back, the Spring Night and the whatever like. And people were like, oh, he's getting typecast. He's never going to do anything different. And like, he's doing different stuff. So like, that's nice. Mm-hmm. It's nice to see. Yeah. Also, sometimes actors might like that. <laughs> they might like they're what they're in. doing. They yeah. might like really dig it. Like, you know, we're not to know people's career choices. For just sure. As a side note. <laughs> like, Well, and like. It's a job. So like especially maybe he likes this, to pay his bills. I don't especially know. Especially in this day and age, it's a job. Like yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. let them work. Let them work. So recently a little show has taken over Netflix. Uh a little violent situation. Uh <laughs> Squid Game, the Korean show about, you know, down on their luck people competing in a deadly series of children's games in order to win money. Um, oh, so much news has come out about Squid Game. So much. Uh, really has. Some good, some very unfortunate. Uh, I will focus on two, and I'm sure the person following me will follow up with the last one. One, it's going to be, it's about to be the most watched show on Netflix. Bridgerton tried, man. It tried to hold on. But uh, people apparently these days, like blood more than booty. So yeah, it's only <laughs> competition currently is that the newest Stranger Things season is going to come out oh, soon yes. and it's oh. always top. So it might get taken down, but you know, it's living the high life while it can. But uh, speaking of people who aren't living the high life because of it, there's a poor gentleman, a poor gentleman in Korea uh, whose business phone and his business phone number was accidentally used in the show. And though I do not understand the compulsion myself, uh, thousands of people a day are calling this poor man's number uh, and basically just ruining his life. 
So don't call numbers you see on TV shows. Don't do it. Mm-mm. Don't do it. I believe uh, people are also putting money into a bank account number that was used. Yeah, except that nobody knows if that's real. But if and listen, it won't I'm let you complete it. But like people, they like because they had. I guess they had set it up at like yeah. a, a bank or whatever, so that they could do the transactions or whatever. Yeah, and filming. It's it's people. You can see the like people trying to yeah. give to that, which but is also, so weird like, to me. Well, what? Like, if, if why? That case, and that was and that was my bank number. I would tell no one. <laughs> I would okay, just give me keep that money to myself. I don't know. Be like, I'd be well, afraid that something would happen, and then by default, I would get put in jail. So, yeah, <laughs> what would be really funny is if it was like some, you know, Ajima or something that just like doesn't know anything of squid. You know. Just and it's like why doesn't pay attention to that part. Thousands yeah. of dollars in my bank account. I don't understand. It's like no, don't go back to the games. Like here. So yeah. So end of the day, don't call numbers you see on TV shows or movies. Time for everyone involved. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. And the crux of that is, since it is like he's had a business for many, many years through his life, and that's mm. the phone number he's used. So you can imagine he uses that on whatever marketing his business needs. Yeah. For years, and then all of a sudden, you know, you can't just up and change your number. Like no, this is not just like a, a mm-hmm. an yeah. annoyance. This is actually something that like is costing money. You know. Yeah. And, and as far as when I saw the news. They paid him less than a thousand U.S. dollars about like, the like that's not covering it. Yeah, yeah, and and he yeah. wasn't trying to complain about it. He was being just realistic with like this is a issue, and I can't really change. My I would number. have been like, I need the money, and I need you to go back and like blur it out out of yeah. your episode. Well, they would, like, they would you have like do something. There'd like, be no way that like Netflix wouldn't have immediately done that because I'm sure he could like bring in more money for suing yeah Um, it sounds like they just kind of paid him off so that like he wouldn't go into a legal thing but like if they had kept it then yeah i I still think he probably should but you have the money now like yeah yeah like netflix is not hurting for cash they can pay this guy more than a thousand bucks if someone actually like listens to us and knows people who work in the korean industry like especially on props or art departments i would love to talk to them because i just want to know like i understand how that happens in like cases like theater where you'll never see the prop the only person Mm. who's seeing it is the actor here in the united states we have a fake number that's Mm -hmm. a number 555 number is not a used number that you can use in Mm -hmm. place matt like and i wonder Mm -hmm. like does Korea not have that? It just seems weird that they wouldn't because they've been doing media for so long and they go and they do like cover up brand labels. So yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. You know, all all of a sudden there'll be a moving car and they make sure to cover up all the logos and stuff on that. I will say as someone who has worked with many a director, you could tell me that he, he looked at the, business card because directors usually get to like make changes to props all the time he was like 
that doesn't look real enough. I want it to look real. And so like they were forced to put in that number and then like things happen mm-hmm. this way too. Like, so. And, th- and then as far as who gets thrown under the bus about it. Always. And you know that some like PA is going to get blamed for Oh, this. absolutely. Like, someone who just really had, would, did not have any choice in anything that they did on that film. Yeah, like, they probably so like were you know. given like, two things about it and so they made up the business card and went away like they probably didn't weren't even told the synopsis of the show like it's not like a huge prop but it's an essential prop for the series so they would have like spent some time on it and actually like worked on the graphics on it but (laughs) we'll continue on with the squid game stuff and um one of the things that's been real big the last couple of days been making the rounds. There was a TikTok that went around and it, it's getting spread around of um, somebody who speaks Korean and English who's going through um, with Squid Game and going like the subtitles are bad. The subtitles are so bad. Like you're you're missing so much context. You're losing so much. But I was looking at another another Korean uh, person who speaks English as well sort of did a rebuttal thread and they were talking about it and they said they're right those specific captions are bad of those specific scenes it's absolutely true but this is their PSA for people watching foreign language you know whatever if you choose English subtitles you're going to get a translation of the Korean if you choose English closed captioning you're getting a translation of the dubs and the dubs are not a direct translation. They're a translation that is adjusted to fit the, both the situation and the mouth movements of the actors. So when somebody in Korean says something that only takes two words to say, but we would need a full sentence, they translate it as something yeah. much shorter not because otherwise you're going to have something dumb happening. Yeah. So like just understand that recognize it if you're really upset about maybe you're missing something go watch the subtitles instead of the closed captioning i've noticed it when i've watched turkish dramas like the closed captioning on and the dub on or we'll have the sorry the english subtitles on and the dubbing because i just need to read it as i go anyway Mm. and we'll be like hang on that was a completely different sentence and we'll go back to like but sometimes it's kind of nice because you get extra context in a sense. Like, it's like, oh, okay. Like maybe I didn't understand the direct translation, but the, the dub version gives you a little bit of a, because they often put it more into an English context as well. Like they'll change Mm -hmm. the idioms a little bit and stuff like that too. So sometimes having both makes things more understandable, but if you're really worried that maybe you, missed it then go back watch it again with the the subtitles instead of the dubs or you know whatever so that's your quick little subtitle foreign content psa i want to tack on a mini psa that also it's fairly inevitable that as non-korean speakers we're going to miss some meanings of things Mm -hmm. i know that squid game in particular there's a lot of cultural aspects like that a Korean person like 
I, I saw that some things harken back to the Olympics that happened in the 80s and mm-hmm. how as a culture that means this and that and the other. So that's just one large example in a show of yeah. how even just visual context clues and things make meanings different, much less wording or like we said, idioms or there's just mm-hmm. There's a huge cultural backlog that we are never going to completely understand. And we, yeah. ha- we have to know that even when we're approaching it as people that have been into Asian entertainment for quite some time, we, we still have to always know we're never going to know the full story mm-hmm. of these things. Yeah, that's to be expected. Like, the, it's the same in reverse. Like, if they're watching... Uh, a Western show with subtitles, they're going to miss some of the context as well. So don't feel like somehow this is a one-way street because it is 100% not. Well, yeah, and I think it's also should be noted that uh, especially with Netflix having as many languages that they do on their site, they have to be consistent Mm -hmm. in some respects and that might not Mm -hmm. align with how you feel that like the translation is going to be but they might have like certain things that they specifically need like their actual viewerships to mm-hmm. understand or things that like, if it's this, it has to be this. So there's like consistency without their service, but also just, you never know what like, like the level that they're actually trying to like put the, the, yeah. the script in. And I also really feel like it should be noted, like the most like, important tech takeaway on this is that if you are complaining about the closed captioning and the way that the closed captioning is I guarantee you the way that it is and the way that it aligns with the dubbing is done for the people who actually need that service and not for you who are using it as like a an added bonus there will be people who need both the dubbing and the English subtitles and they will mm-hmm. not be able to have the English subtitles not be what's going on on screen yeah, as well. Sure. So that's like a huge thing that I don't think a lot of people are talking about in this whole thing is that like the accessibility of those closed caption like subtitles and how they might not work for you, but they weren't meant for you. So yeah. like just always keep well, that in mind. There's definitely, um, I, I've definitely seen from a few people that I know who are translators that um, Netflix is very known in the community for having very, very strict guidelines regarding their translations. And you can't like, you can't translate things that are going to take up more than a, a sentence or like, it has to be only take up this much of the screen kind of thing and, and stuff because they want people to be able to read it and not have to go back and not have to, wait, what did I miss? Like they want it to be conveyed as quickly as possible, as easily as possible. So a lot of those things get lost, you know? That is part of translation is not just translating direct from it, but interpreting so that the audience that you're translating for understands what it means. So some context Mm -hmm. may be lost, but it's for, for a purpose. Like you, the amount of shows that you have subbed, you have to have a standard. This mm-hmm. is not like a yeah. few like shows here and there. And you're talking about like m- multiple languages in multiple different countries. And you have to have some sort of like Netflix standard that like is always the thing that you have yeah. to apply to every subber who is coming through your 
network. And I mean, if you're, if you're a long time person, or if you're somebody who's gotten into Asian dramas and especially K dramas, you're going to recognize, like, if you've ever watched stuff on Vicky and stuff, you're going to see the difference, but that's not always like Vicky is great because it gives you a lot more context and stuff. But the number of times that I have to like actually pause it so that I can read all of what's read, you know, and get all of that context is a lot. So like, you know, but and you also, are going to lose. Vicky doesn't pay their subbers. So exactly, therefore yeah. so, it doesn't matter how great that they do on the subbing. They become exactly. bottom of the list because they do not value the art of their subbers by paying them. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, it's nice that there's all that detail, but like, Thank your suburbs because yeah, thank the free labor. No, they're the backbone they, of Vicky. They're, you know, they're there's not our, money. <laughs> there's our each episode reminder that Vicky doesn't yeah. pay their suburbs. <laughs> so, and and if you're getting mad about the, you know, thank your Vicky suburbs and and ease up on the Netflix suburbs because they are doing a job and they are doing a job by the guidelines that mm-hmm. they're given by their boss. Even. However nitpicky people can get about subtitles, Netflix translators are doing a great job. And they I mean, getting the, the content is there. That, like, yeah, they are getting the information that you need to understand what is going on in the show to you. And isn't that the point? Exactly. And I, I will say the alternate perspective of like, if there's a Korean speaker seeing the subtitles and they aren't happy with the way the subtitles are, that is that is also a fine mm-hmm. perspective oh, yeah, to have. You know, we can't speak to that. So I, I also want to make that clear. Like, so if there is, you know, Korean people or Korean speakers that if, if they really think that something's up, I mean, they it would know. Like this has <laughs> become more of a controversy because it's become so popular yep. worldwide, right? And so I'm seeing a lot of people who I know who have never watched a K-drama before in their life and they're and they're finding this TikTok and getting outraged and I'm like okay okay but settle like have you watched any other subtitled media in your life no okay it's just just at the end of the day there's too many variables like it's you're not gonna please everyone there's literally no way to please everyone and there's literally no way to translate with all the nuance between different languages the way that their language is like set up and cultural things and have it back and forth and be succinct and keep it within like being able to move on to the next person saying their line. It just isn't going to happen. Like, right. There's always going to be limits to communication and translation. Yeah. Like it's, it's the way it's always been, even with long form books. I mean, it's yeah. always, it's always yep. been the thing, right? The tone of yeah. books change, the tone of shows change. It's a good thing for us to be aware of. To where the English subtitled version of Squid Game contextually might be slightly different to us than to a Korean speaking native person. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. We, we still experience it similarly, at least. We're yeah. talking about the same show to a point. That's all. Did that's you all enjoy watching do. it? Then there yeah. you go. Like, <laughs> then it has succeeded. <laughs> and clearly it has since it's so popular. Exactly. And a large part of its popularity is thanks to that translator who worked their ass off to translate it for you. So there you mm-hmm. go. 
we could talk to our blue in the face about just like the English subtitles and closed captions and everything, but there's also all those, like we said, all those other languages that it's being translated into. Yeah. And there's mm -hmm. nuance there as well. You can imagine that there are words that don't have the, you know, all types of things. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when you're talking a global streaming service, it, it's it, there's definitely hurdles and obstacles. And so we can only experience it as well as we can. And I mean, mm -hmm. Netflix is doing a generally good job. If there is an issue, Korean-speaking folks can handle what they need to handle with that, mm -hmm. I suppose. But yeah, without if non-Korean speakers uh, getting up in their biz. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're not not fluent. Step back a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it might be my turn after it all is that. You. It is you. Well, I I'm going to bring up something that we've actually talked about on this podcast a fair bit if you listen to our music episodes but it, <laughs> it it's a, it's a cool thing so i'm going to talk about it again so the entire soundtrack of marvel's sang chi and the legend of the ten rings was produced by 88 rising which is an asian music production company is would you call it a production company um like their 88 rising is like has a production company or a production leg to it it's like a it. media company yeah yeah um entertainment company yeah yeah so they completely handled the soundtrack and so therefore there's a lot of awesome asian artists that are on it and i'm just bringing that up because it is a huge deal that you know a disney marvel movie Mm -hmm. has all that representation on it and stuff mm -hmm. and if you haven't listened to it go give a listen it's pretty good. It's i mean it's a pretty great soundtrack and it's a variety of genres and stuff so mm -hmm. you know there is a fair bit of rap just know that going in if, if that's not typically what you listen to that's there but yeah it's just it's amazing that that's a thing go check it out i've heard good things about the movie as well it'll be great when it's that is fun. someday someday fun. streaming to those of us who are at home. Yeah, I just, I think it's worth mentioning that that's who made that soundtrack. And even if you haven't seen the movie, maybe go give it a listen. We've talked about how KBS and some of the other broadcasting stations have like pretty good YouTube channels and put a lot of their content into that. And something that I saw that I didn't see get shared around a lot. So maybe it would be beneficial to someone who is listening. Uh, KBS World, I think it was like the beginning of September, announced the, their Spanish speaking um, spoken awesome. channel, a YouTube channel where a lot of their content is uh, subtitled for Spanish speaking viewers. So if like you potentially are a person who really likes K-dramas and maybe you have a relative who only speaks Spanish and who also enjoys it with you, this would be a really great place to, to kind of take them to uh, so that they can, you know, get an experience of some of the other stuff that KBS has. And so we'll, it's a lot of like different stuff. Um, KBS obviously does K-dramas, but they also have like lifestyle type things and uh, music stuff. And that's all being kind of produced and put up on this channel which i just think is a like a really cool thing to, for them to do <laughs> like to expand more into different languages and kind of focus their energy on other languages so that's awesome i think it's great because you know the more accessibility that uh different entertainment can make for people like 
the more that it will get enjoyed. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I I think all of us are pretty well versed, all of us, I mean, on the podcast, uh, in the English language. But, like, I know lots of people who English is not their first language. And basically to enjoy any of this sort of entertainment, they have had to learn English. And Mm -hmm. I, you know, I don't really think that's particularly fair to a lot of people. Like, so uh, it's pretty great. It's pretty great that uh, KBS is doing this. We've mentioned a few times on the podcast about how often these companies seem to be just leaving money on the table. And so it's nice to see them kind of recognizing, oh, outside of English speaking world, there is other vast lands that also might want our content and yeah yeah. let's take their money too you know like hey uh okay uh going into people behaving badly because you know that's hot gosh there's a little show airing right now called hometown Mm -hmm. where it turns out that the writer uh was was a director who had sexually assaulted someone and was writing under a pseudonym. And the director of the show knew and didn't tell anyone. But then, of course, listen, to only three things in this world can remain hidden. The sun, the moon, and the truth cannot remain hidden. The sun, the moon, and the truth. And it always comes out and uh, at the worst possible time for you know, the cast and crew of the show who really had nothing to do yeah. with this skis ball. Mm-hmm. Um, so the uh, the show is doing very poorly. The director says that he uh, hired him because the the writer had already apologized to the Be- woman that he sexually Because he's assaulted. a male being a male. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anyway, the show has, the network has apologized and the show has removed his name from the credits. But the, you know, the damage is kind of already done for, because, you know, the show is, of course, doing not great since this came out. And I, you know, I feel really bad for, you know, the actors and the, the crew on the show when these sorts of situations happen, because they really didn't have anything to do with these yeah. decisions, mm-hmm. but now they're the ones suffering for it. Um, I'm not saying you should go watch the show. I'm just saying that. I feel hopefully in their next project, they'll uh, not have to put up with this. So, uh, so my, my heart goes out to these uh, poor workers who are overworked and underpaid and having to put up with this bullshit. Uh, Yeah. Maybe like don't hire people who are pretty, what seems to be unrepentant sexual assault. Maybe don't pretend there's not like an actual huge pool of people that you could have gone to yeah, right. before just rehiring yeah. an abuser. Also, morality aside, didn't they think there could maybe be consequences like this? Like Right? Like the, it, No, it's because like it's a male thinking that out. like they it wouldn't be it would be fine. Oh it's yeah, this fine. is fine. This is fine. They apologize. If it's he fine. thinks that it's fine that he apologized and still like, hired him hired him and was like okay I, he legit look, thought there was zero consequence we're gonna put you point. under a different name like he like yeah yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Wow. Men are stupid and I don't respect Men them. Men are stupid and I don't respect them. Yeah, no, um, that's pretty much the epitome of men are stupid and I don't respect them. Because, like, ser- seriously, guys, seriously, just literally all they had to do was ask one woman, is this a good idea? And she would have been like, fuck no, are you kidding me with this shit? Also because we're so far removed, but, like, for instance, there's one actor that I know of. Um, he's an older gentleman. He, he's a sexual assaulter from the past, and I didn't yep. know this until, like, mm-hmm. months after I was, like, he was in Hyena and all types of things that I've watched him, and he's pretty prolific, and they keep hiring him for things, and it's t- keeping up with who's super crap. Why do you have to, like, sit here and research and learn a different language to figure out who's a crappy human being who shouldn't have a platform? Like... It's exhausting. I'm I'm gonna be honest. Make... Like, why are we constantly, like, pitting, like, other people in an unsafe environment and be like, tee that's fine. Oh, and he was in Sense8, too. That, like, made me, like, triple upset when I figured that out. (sighs) In Sense8, it's almost, like, understandable because, like, the Wachowskis probably didn't know, right? They... In the same way that we wouldn't have known. But, like, just... Jesus, stop, stop hiring, like, just people who do know, stop hiring these people. Stop it. Stop it. And, like, let us know. And do you know know of someone how easy it is to just not assault someone? Like, it's just so easy. It's so easy to not (laughs) assault someone. It's, in fact, easier to not assault someone than it is to assault someone. I'm not assaulting Um, anybody right now. Yeah, it's just yeah, that like, easy. Oh my god, me too. Look at us. Not be assaulting people. On a sort of similar-ish note, but different, but same, same, but different, but the same. Um, the show DP on Netflix, wildly popular. Mm-hmm. Because of that popularity, it has caused people to look at the military and say what the hell are you doing? Like, there, there's a problem, guys. This is not good. And uh, so the military has announced that rank and file soldiers will no longer be assigned the job of tracking down deserters um, starting next year. Uh, they are getting rid of the so-called deserter pursuit, which is what uh, DP stands for, deserter pursuit position. Now, it says for rank and file soldiers. So they're no longer going to make like the average Joes do this job, but they're still going to do it. So, and it should really just be like, you know, military police who are dealing with this, not, you know, the random two year conscripts. And also, it's like, what? The military has problems? Say it isn't so. Yeah, like, it's reading some of the stuff about it, like, people are like, okay, well, like, that's nice. But you know that part of the problem we have with it is all the stuff about the bullying and the horrible situations that go on in the barracks. How about you deal with that? No, no, we're just going to get rid of this, like, yeah, okay. That's no, no, we've, pr- we've discovered what the problem is. Yeah, we've discovered like, the real problem. It's not, you know, this hor- this homophobic, bullying, 
you know, uh, incredibly harmful system that's existed for years. It's this one type of unit. No. It, men are stupid and I don't respect them. <laughs> Continue on the, on. On the flip side, on the flip side, we do, we do like seeing media bringing something to the public's attention mm-hmm. and causing yeah. change on any level whatsoever. I mean, that, that is Absolutely. a good That thing. we do enjoy. Um, we always do need far more change and far better change. <laughs> there always needs to be more. But mm-hmm. I, I do appreciate just kind of like taxi driver and stuff. Mm-hmm. Bringing to light certain things that either just helps the viewers directly as far as just PSA type stuff or yeah. bringing to light some things that maybe then makes people willing to talk about it or do yeah. something about it. That's always a really good thing. So so the Oxford English Dictionary added 26 Korean words. And here's a handful of some of them. K-drama, Nuna, Opa, Hallyu, Daebak. They cite Crash Landing on You as the citation on that. Which, like... Alright, I guess. I mean, Crash Landing on You is is that drama for... This generation. You know, the new the new, the new yeah. kids. You've got the, the pandemic. You know, the K-drama. And the, like, there's the, the quarantine drama. People and the goblin people. And now there's the Crash Landing on You people, so... We should make a timeline of, like... That would actually be a really interesting thing to see. Be. Like, the typical... Yeah, where where? And now we're gonna have the Squid Game people. Yeah, there there will be Squid Game people. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Squid Game is the next one. It just happened very close to Crash Landing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. What'll be interesting about the Squid Game people will be the types of dramas that they have access to, though. Like Mm. comparatively, right? I mean, Mm. so. It's not, here's your handful of rom-coms and that's really all you can find as an English speaker with subtitles. It's, mm-hmm. yeah. oh, you started in Squid Game? Here's not yeah, rom-coms the, for you to go watch. <laughs> like, the the, yeah, the Squid Game generation is really uh, winning on this set. <laughs> <laughs> Especially being on Netflix. They right. like her, the primed content for Netflix and then they'll step out and be like, oh, uh, low on the the, the, the list. Chain. Yeah. <laughs> because in gay We're drama land. anchor that's like way at the bottom, you know, covered in barnacles. And... Rom-coms rule. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking uh, of, you know, media affecting change in society. Yeah. yeah. We've changed the dictionary, folks. Which maybe if those if those things become more popular, then maybe we'll see some of it slip into the like Netflix subs more and stuff and less of the direct name translating for all of these things. Cause you know, it gets a little weird sometimes you're like, it does when you're like first started, but like, I do remember watching boys over flowers and not having spoken to anybody who was in Korean entertainment and it took a while for me to have to like really focus and figure out what Opa meant and that they mm-hmm. yeah. weren't just referring Absolutely. to this one person. And so it, it was a learning curve. The yeah, only I one that like really say- bugs me anymore is w- the way they they 
the names, like they westernize the names so that they always do like the first name the first mm-hmm. and the family name second. But then like there'll be a scene where all it is is somebody shouting somebody's name and it's backwards to what you're reading in my brain. Oh, that must be so weird when you don't know what's going on. You're like, why? Why yeah. are they shouting their last name? You know, like, yeah, no. And to be clear, like we we are an entry level podcast here as far as if like if you're new to stuff and if you're still having that learning curve, feel free to ask oh, us wow. and we will help you out you. because we've been there and we remember like <laughs> yeah we remember we understand it's like hard to like remember these things or get used to these things it's just like your brain like is primed to do things where it doesn't have to like put as much energy into it and so it wants to fill in things and it wants to be ahead of what is going on and so mm-hmm. it's hard when you come to these like new situations where like wait what I have to process this now and still think about what's going on with the scene and watch the scene and read the subtitles it's definitely yeah. uh a it can be a lot just reading subtitles for some people like that's a brand new thing some people have done that their whole lives for accessibility reasons mm-hmm. or just because that's mm-hmm. their preference but sometimes this is the first time for people to step into any subtitles at all yeah. and so it is it, that's a thing too a processing difference and stuff I remember yeah. I I didn't really use subtitles until I started watching Asian media so I mean it's it was it was a curve for me I, and I, I remember mm-hmm. thinking how are all these people watching all these shows and processing <laughs> all these things so much like so. I used to be so blown away. Like the first sort of K-drama community that I got into was I was on Ravelry, which is a knitting community online. And I thought, I wonder if anybody here, and sure enough, there was groups set up to talk about K-dramas and like knits and K-dramas and stuff. And mm-hmm. talking to people who were talking about these like really intricate lace shots that they were knitting while watching K-dramas. And I was like, listen, I can't even do like a straight garter stitch and pay attention to what's going on, you know, but now I can knit and watch a drama at the same time because you get more into the habit. You develop that, you exercise that muscle more and it gets easier. So and you get faster at reading in your real life so that's right yeah that's true i will say that if you are a fast reader just in your real life you're gonna do great with some yeah you're gonna do a just a fine this is your time to shine (laughs) yeah if you were you know one of those people who could you know read a book in a day as a you know a middle schooler you're going to love K-dramas. <laughs> like, you're going to love this subtitled life we find ourselves in. I also really want to quickly mention there is no shame in watching with dubs too. Yeah. But like for accessibility Why reasons not? or even preference, yeah. like it's totally fine. And we're not anti that here. I want to say that because they're, they're really they're sometimes out in the that. world. There are very strong yeah. dub versus sub sentiments and, we don't do that enjoy here. what you enjoy, folks. Yep. Yeah, enjoy yeah. what you enjoy. Just don't, like, also put down the other person, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? And the more accessibility and the more options that are always out there, it's all a good thing. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Yeah, so this has been another episode of the News Nuz. That's right, where we update you on random news stories that we enjoy. Uh, Anyway, we hope that you enjoyed listening, and we hope that you'll tune in again next week where we have a very special, uh, spoilery-ish, but not really, 
episode about a show that you can watch on YouTube. So keep your eyes peeled for that next week. Um, we hope that you had a safe week uh, and continue to, you know, follow health guidelines to stay safe in this world. Uh, you know, it's still going on. Um, if you want to listen to us, you can listen to us wherever podcasts can be found. But if you want the links and every time codes and everything, you got to go to certifiednunas.com, our website, where we have all of the episodes and all the links and all of that good stuff and, you know, some other stuff, too. And if you want to support this podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash certifiednunas to become part of the Certified Sound family. Uh, we have a lot of fun. We have movie nights. We have little excerpts from... You know, episodes, the little bits that uh, perhaps we don't want to put in the main episode, but we still think are, you know, kind of fun. Uh, we have some, we have fun over there. We do live streams, too. That's not just for the family family. That's for everyone. We got some coming up soon, so keep your eyes peeled for that. And if you want all the newest news of what we're up to, you got to go to our Twitter account. Uh, that's, you know, we're always at Certified Nunas and on, social, on all social media. Uh, but mostly Twitter and Instagram if you want to reach out. In addition, we have a free to join Discord, where we have lots of discussions and fun stuff and talk about the newest K-pop releases and all the shows going on that we're watching. And we have a bingo card going on right now, a little game. So it's, it's a lot of good times, and you can find all the links there, again, at certifiednews.com. Anyway, we hope that you have a fantastic week. Stay safe, wash your hands, wear a mask, and keep enjoying Asian entertainment. Bye! Bye!